Okay, welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast today. The first of, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but um, but Philip Wieberg from uh, today in EF Sundsvall Hockey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So, uh Funny story. We'll start here, but about how I how I found Philip. Uh, I'm doing a a uh, kind of a, a an emphasis on North American Hockey League players playing here in the U.S. and juniors. And actually, former guest Kim Hilmerson plays in Maine Nordiques. Uh, suggested I, I contact Philip, so I reached out and uh, and I got to you via Instagram, right? Yeah. And what was my uh what was my first pitch? I, I think I said I want you on the pod and uh, podcast and you said sounds sounds fun. What does that mean? And yeah. uh and then something I like I, I sent you the questions, right? Yeah, something about yeah, that team main Nordiques. And then I was like I haven't played there. Yeah, you haven't played that. So, so let's tell everybody. So, the funny fact here, almost bizarre, is that sometimes we run into it that there's multiple people with the same name. You know, someone that is 30 years older, and in this case, there are more than one Philip Vigbetti that are hockey players. The bizarre part is what uh, we're there's three of us. Uh, we're all three born. 2002 uh two of us has have have played before on the same team in uh, Björklöven yeah uh, had the number he had number 21 and i had number 22 played <laughs> on the same line a few games and so <laughs> yeah and and neither one of you so we're going to call him Tig uh Philip Vibe from Tig yeah and and we're gonna call you Philip Vibeg from Sundsvall originally, according to the EP anyway. But yes. and and the third guy, or depending on how you count him, he's Philip Vibeg from Maine Nordiques, and we're gonna have him on late later on. So we're gonna compare and contrast. Uh, but but I thought that it was so. So after you and I connected, and I realized no, it's not the it's not the right guy. <laughs> I thought when I looked you up on Elite Prospects, really really interesting, and you have a very impressive. Uh, background and and which made me think about kind of this topic of we've talked a little bit about that on this podcast about the Swedish system. So my main my main topic here today, and then we can talk about different uh, different your experience going through juniors and where you are today in Hokkietan, the third division in Sweden. But that is the ability to play up with older not just one level, but sometimes two levels, uh, yeah. the ability to play for multiple teams within the same org, same, um, same season, uh, and to continue to develop. And, and since, so if we look, if, if we look you up on elite prospects, let's make sure we, we tell people how to, how do we describe you then? If we look up Philip Vibeg, which is, F-I-L-I-P, and everybody spells it the same way too. Vibeg with a with a W. You're the guy with the Vesteros white jersey and yeah. cur- currently playing in Sunswell. 
That's correct. And not the Norwegian guy playing in who's got the main Nordiques jersey or the blue jersey in Örnkvöldsvik. Yeah. That's those great. are the three those are the three different profiles on elite prospects so why don't we why don't we start because i know because you're originally from sunsvall right yeah how long how how long did you live there because i know we'll go through a little bit here because you, you moved to lean shopping yeah i i lived in sunsvall until i was i think around 11 12 years old okay and then Hockey me family? And my family uh, my dad grew up playing uh, bandy and uh, slalom. Okay, yeah, downhill skiing, yeah. Yeah, downhill. Uh, so he did that and has always been really interested in all kinds of sports. And uh, I started playing hockey and then, yeah, both my mom and dad has been really interested in that. But we were younger, both me and my sister, we moved a lot, moved around quite a bit and due to my dad's job situation. He got offers from different places and we saw it as kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like try something new. So we moved on to Jävle for around a year or so. Uh, and then we did the same up to Arnkursvik. Uh, and then we ended up in uh, Linköping. Okay. After that. And now uh, my family is living up in uh, Umeå. Okay. And that actually gives a little bit of because if you look at your profile, and we're going to talk about that, you played for a lot of teams, and you moved a lot, around a lot too. And maybe that's a parallel that you're yeah, I'm quite used to it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so uh, U sixteen, uh, and I want to I want to highlight this. You know, U sixteen, good lean shipping, great organization, SHL team, uh, J twenty super elite or national now, um, and uh, you were one of the top players in in U sixteen. How did you end up choosing then to? Or how did you end up in Björklöven in Umeå, which is further north yeah so i had a great year there with under 16 as a, one year younger than the other guys yeah um, and then the oh the guys born in 2001 was going into uh, under 18 program and uh, yeah i'll talk to the coaches and all that and the plan was for me to play with the under-16 team for another season and jump in with the under-18s whenever someone was hurt or sick or something like that. So I was uh, I was kind of angry about that because I think that I really deserved that place in the first place there. So, uh, yeah, we talked to them, uh, but... That's how they wanted to do it. And then we kind of started looking for a U18 program that wanted to to take me in and let me play as you know, two years younger than the oldest players in that team. So 
we knew uh, knew some uh, some guys up in Umeå and then started talking to them and on that way I ended up in uh, Björklöven. Yeah. And was that so you and I talked offline a little bit about uh, Erik Wikström's Serben was he your coach? Yeah. Yeah, he was our assistant coach in the under 16 under 16 team that year. Yeah, previous guest uh, so, on, on the podcast, uh, small yeah. connection there. So, and, and I guess uh, the idea then is you play U16 and then you have the ability to play, to, to get into an NIU. Were, was that considered an NIU program there? Yeah. Yeah. They are NIU. Yeah. And uh, which is not a easy thing to do but but you you basically make a choice here to not stay home in lean shipping and move away and how was that yeah you know so so in the beginning how was that for you yeah it was it was pretty tough to live alone and cook your own food and wash your clothes and that kind of stuff i i think now uh, looking back, uh, I wasn't really mature to live by myself. Uh, I didn't take the the food too serious, gain a little weight, that kind of stuff. But it was a good experience for me too to uh, learn those kinds of, of stuff that early. Yeah. Uh, and but but you so you had an apartment then. Yeah. Okay. And then I was 16, I yeah. think. Yeah. 16. That is kind of early. Yeah, that's early. I think I'm I think I may have when I went I had to move away for first year in gymnasium and I was I think I was 17, but uh Yeah. And and it was hard. I mean, it was it was not easy. So, and and did you have family up in around the Umeå or or uh well, we have uh, a lot of re- relatives in Arnkulsvik. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, so quite close, but no one in Umeå. Yeah. So you're you're on your own and and yeah. uh, and so on. All right. And <clears throat> but you had a good year. Um, first year with, um, of course, and and this is the the point that I want to want to talk about. Of course, on Elite Prospects, it's got in one year. So if we're looking at seventeen, eighteen. You're playing U16 a few games, and um, and then um, you're playing a few games with the J18 Elite, and then a few games with J18 Alsanskan. But what that really means is that they break the the season in half before Christmas yeah. and after Christmas. Uh, Björklöven J18 must have been good enough that they they moved into i think it, now it's called j18 national after christmas and no longer alsvenskan exactly but you also got in north yeah so so you're playing u16 and j and j u16 and j18 but you also yeah. get to play a few games with j20 yes uh that played in well was called elite now it's called region <laughs> um exactly but as a 16-year-old, you got lots and lots of opportunities here. Play with your team, practice and play. Which, which team did you mostly practice with? With Was it the J18s? J18. Okay. And then you got to play also in the in your age group games. And then every once in a while, you got to practice with the, with the J20s? 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, like, uh, some more important games with the U16 I got to play and the uh, A20 was just to get some more experience and practice with them sometimes and, as you said, play a few games with them. Yeah. And I just think that this is a this is a uniqueness that 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 personally I like. Uh, it gives a lot of opportunity. So when you are playing up in a J twenty, you're yeah. really forced to play and stretch and become better. Yeah. If you have the the emotional maturity, which can be tough at a, as a sixteen year old, but and also the physical maturity to be able to hang with those guys. But then you also have the ability to go down. That can be really tough. But then you also have the ability to play with your age group. And I'm sure you felt like, you know, yeah, I'm used to playing with these guys and now come down here and and you're full of confidence during those times. Yeah, that's the case sometimes. But I think personally for me, I think it's harder to go – down one step then go up so yeah. in that case to play with the under 16 team sometimes felt harder to keep up keep up the pace and play like i played with the j18 or j20 when i play with them to have that kind of game when i play with the u16 i had sometimes trouble getting that in in those games as well why is that you think just the style of play or was it that you're you're gripping the stick too tight you got too too high expectations no i i think like if i think about it probably like when you have the puck you have a lot more time to do stuff you're not used to that like playing with j18 and j20 you you don't get that time that you got in the u16 so too much time and like you could skate that 80% and still get into the offensive zone, like those kinds of stuff to still do 100% skate when you can do 80%. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But then you also got a chance there to play uh, uh, international or representing Sweden. What, what yeah. uh, was that for a, uh, for a tournament or was that in some, I know I, I know he's got three games on here, right? Yeah, we played three games against Finland. How was that? Special. Uh, it was it was really fun. And uh, it was a huge honor to play for play for Sweden. And uh, really fun to play against those guys. Uh, a really good team Finland and uh, a really good experience for me back then too. Yeah, so I'm I'm clicking on that. <laughs> I'm clicking on that roster, and yeah, you know for roster. that year, right now everybody on this roster didn't play in those particular three games. But who do you remember? Was anybody that you're like? I remember that guy. Yeah, Alexander Holtz, uh, Lucas Raymond, uh, William Eklund. Uh, yeah, those guys stood out the most, I think. Yeah, not a big deal, right? No, not at all. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure if I talk to Lucas Raymond, he's going to remember. Oh, yeah, Philip Beberg. I remember him. Probably not. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but but certainly not everybody's got have had the 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 three crowns uh jersey in the in the closet so or in the in the on the wall so to speak then what <clears throat> so 1819 let's move on a little bit so second year yep. or, or uh uh that would have been your so your first year true j18 year you're continuing to play with the J18, but now you get more games in J20, and also get two games with uh, in with the men's league in Allsvenskan, second second division in Sweden. Um, yeah. So you go in Björklöven, kind <clears throat> exactly like you you had it. You want to play up. You can play with your age group, and you can play up one, and you can play up a second. Yeah. The second year, okay, you're no longer playing U16. Now you're playing J18 as your as your first year J18, but you're mainly playing J20, playing some with your age groups are similar, but you also get continue two levels up again. How was that? It was a great year. It was really really fun. We had a great team there, both at J18 and J20, and then it was yeah a great experience being up with the men's team as well and getting to practice with them a bit and as you said play two games it was it was a great experience yeah uh and of course i grew up uh at the time in lexand and uh, Björklöven was in the elite series and back then with yeah Belitalo, uh elge Pettersson. maybe i'm not sure who was all playing i'm a little older than you so um but you know they had really, really. Uh, their fan fan base was really uh, strong. How was it? You know, going. It's a little bit different playing J eighteen, J twenty. Not as many people in the stands, and then you go in and you play Alsvenska. Not at all. Yeah, I actually played both games uh, away. Okay. We played Vesterås uh, uh, the first game, and then we played. Uh, Almtuna, the second game. Okay. And Vesteros was kind of fun because they had like uh, in Sweden it's called Ian Krona's match. Oh it's, yeah, big fundraiser uh, bringing everybody there. Yeah, yeah. So it's free entrance for everybody. So it was a lot of people in the stands. So that was really fun. Wasn't used to that at all. And then uh, the Almtuna game, I think. Uh, like maybe 50, 70 Bjorkloven fans has had traveled down to Uppsala then and watched the game from the stands there. So that was really fun too to see see that. Did they bring see... bring the big the big drum and uh yeah, yeah. all of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean yeah it's it's uh it's really uh um, it's a good experience for sure. But then, all right, tell me about this. So why would you leave? So you leave in the middle of this or not in the middle of the season. Or was that the end of the season to go to Karlskrona? Yeah. Explain yeah, that. So I, let, let yeah, me get so, here. You, you're playing in J20 elite, which is not super elite. And Karlskrona exactly. is not super elite. 
Yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, the main reason why I moved down to Karlskrona because uh, I felt like uh, J20 Elite, as it was called, was, yeah, it was a good league for me then, but I felt like I had more in me, but um, didn't feel like I was going to break in the roster with the men's team. Yeah, early. so it's a big, I wanted big to leap. Try with, it's a big leap yeah. with fans can. I mean, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really big leap. So uh, I wanted to try out the Super Elite League. So uh, yeah, we we looked around for for a bit, me and my agent, and then uh, the opportunity came up to to go to Karlskrona. It was. Uh, uh, Similar club to Björklöven as with they had J18 Elite, uh, or they did not. They had J18 Division One, but they had uh, J20 Super Elite, and they had an Allsvenskan uh, men's team. So, yeah. and a, and that a fairly, was the main reason. And a nice rink too. Yeah, it's good in a really nice city. Yeah, I, I really like that city. I I was enjoying it. Plus, you had Miro Salar as the strength coach. Yes. For Great for those guy. who don't know, Miro Salar was a legendary pole vaulter in in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but okay, so you moved down there, and uh, so that must have been at the end of the year, and then pretty much play j20 but you that's a pretty good year and also get to play 21 games in Allsvenskan. so that really went into the plan just like you wanted to uh and and uh, that's a lot of games in Allsvenskan. um which team did you practice mostly with there or did you double up Uh, i kind of doubled like throughout the whole season but uh, after after Christmas, I moved into the men's team's locker room and practiced with them every day. And then I, if I was going to play with the J20 team, I practiced both, uh, both, uh, both with the men's team and with the J20 team. Yeah. The, the, the other thing I wanted to mention here is, you know, you're not 5'11", 172. No. You're you're not a small guy. You're according. Is this a real uh, accurate six three two six? Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, I mean you're a big boy, so it's not like so. Back then, were you were you a big boy then too? Yeah, that's. I think I was pretty much the same. Yeah. So now, so. so from a physical standpoint, it wasn't like you were. Uh, scared and 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 didn't you didn't stick out because you were a little guy? No, I mean I would say no. probably if I pulled up that roster, I don't know how many people are six three, especially two sixteen, on 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 an Allsvenskan roster. You must have been one of the bigger guys, even as a young guy. Yeah, we had some big guys in that team, but for sure, uh, for sure, not the smallest one. Yeah, that that and that that helps uh, as well. Yeah, sure. and then um, 
So then, uh, but then I'm sure that when you have that opportunity, so your last year, no, that, no, that would have been your, that was your last year of J18. You played yeah, pretty much up, uh, up in there. Where, where, do you, where is your mind in, in these times? You've already played for the national team a little bit. You're playing up. You're now playing in J20 national. At what point do you start thinking, I want to be in one of the top clubs in the country? Or is that kind of where you're going and that's how you ended up in Malmö? Uh, at that point of time, I didn't think that I would move at all. I wanted to stay there. And that was like, after that season, that was the plan to stay there. And I... I got a contract with the men's team after that season, but then the COVID, no, they got, how do you say, relegated down to Division One that year due to some financial stuff. Yes, or, they, they went yeah. through kind of, they went through a really tough time, almost lost, or they yeah. did lose their elite license and got relegated uh, too, I think. Yeah, so... It was a tough summer, like uh, having meetings, like I think once a week, uh, talking about how how the the board are doing and how we're gonna make it and still play in the Allsvenskan. And uh, so I got, I think we got the message that Askuna was relegated like late July or wow. something like that. So that was really tough. So then, and then everybody's, you know, so now you're scrambling. All right, where can I go? Yeah. And it's when the team get relegated, all the contract just gets uh, broken up. Yeah. And uh, then we, yeah, we looked around and the assistant coach that we had that year in the men's team was taking over the J20 team in uh, Malmö. Okay. Uh, to the next season. So that's kind of the way that I got into talking to them. And then uh, the, the guy who coached uh, Björk Leven's men's team when I was there and went up two games was taking over the uh, men's team in Malmö. So I had a little bit of connection there. So that's how I ended up there. Yeah. So you're moving from beautiful Karskrona to bigger city Malmö. Yes. And I know you told me offline that your housing situation was <laughs> was not as the best, right? No, I I didn't like it at all and yeah, the city wasn't for me and it's yeah, when you when you don't feel like you're uh, liking uh, the living situation, it's really tough to to play hockey there. And then when the hockey is not going as you planned and how you thought it would be, it's it's really tough. So that's kind of how I made my decision there to to go from Malmö. Yeah, and then you ended up in Oskarshamn, and then that was yeah. 2021. So and then that got put on hold because of COVID. Yeah, exactly. And then my parents had moved up to me also. Uh, when the season got shut off, shut off, uh, I went up to Umeå and then uh, Venice contacted me about getting a loan you know, yeah. on me from Oscar Sham. 
So a curious question here. I mean, Hockeyetan, which is the third division in Sweden, how does that yeah. compare to J20 National with Koskiruna, Malmö, Oskarshamn? You've had an experience playing at the top J20 level. How does that compare to Hockeyetan? Yeah, that's a tough question. But I I think you could say like some games uh, on the J20 level goes a little bit faster. Yeah. But the players don't know what they're doing as much as on the Division One level. So sometimes it can be a little bit slower, but you're smarter players and there's still that leap to senior hockey from uh, the juniors. Because let, let's face it, the majority of the players that plays in Hockeyetan, I mean, they're they're pros and are coming out of J twenty national teams, right? Exactly. They're not they're not coming. This is not a low level um, uh, hockey. This is good no. good level of hockey uh, with players that I mean, uh, and that's the other second point I wanted to get across here with. You know, how do you compare uh, region to national? How do you compare J20 national to Hockeyetan or Allsvenskan? I mean, Allsvenskan, how would you describe Allsvenskan? I mean, first of all, Hockeyetan is a much better league than uh, J20 national, for sure. Yes. And then Allsvenskan is... I would say if you play in like a top team in Division One, the leap isn't that far, but it's it's still a kind of a big step to take. Yeah, because usually the guys that go from Division One to Allsvenskan are like the top scoring guys. Yeah, and um, when you see they come come into new teams in Allsvenskan, they don't get the same role because they have better players to, to do it better than, than those guys who, who goes up. Yeah. And bigger budgets, bigger organizations. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at Allsvenskan this year, you got Södertälje, Aik, Djurgården, Brynäs, Västerås, Björklöven. Uh, those are just off the top of my head that are very long-time established established organizations in, in Allsvenskan. So, um uh, normally you would have think thought that all of those could be playing in in SHL um yeah, and they have, sure. and they have big budgets uh to be, be able to bring in imports and 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 signing really really strong players so <clears throat> but um but you, it, there's got to be a a a a a big disappointment here with covid coming in and then you're making the best out of it you end up in Venice in Hockeyetan but then, like everything stops, right? COVID now is over. COVID blows away, and then everybody starts over. So is that how you ended up in Vesteros in back in in uh, you know, like I said, one of those teams that have a long history, played in the SHL with the elite team, but also plays in the top division, J twenty national, used to be super elite with with J twenty. Yeah, so that was kind of what I was looking looking for that year. Uh, Vesteros didn't have uh, the best 
J20 team at all. Uh, so I was, yeah, offered a big role on the team, playing a lot of minutes. And uh, and then for sure that they had an Alsenska men's team made the decision easier. And it looks like uh, that you you led the team there in scoring for that um, for that season. That might be correct. Yeah, I don't it, really it know. Um, and and then you also got to play. I mean, that's got to be probably one of your best seasons here so far. You also played thirty nine games with the men's league in yeah. in in, in Alsvenskan. and then uh, one uh, one game with. Uh, Tommy Salo's uh, home uh, home team Surahammar. Yes, I was I was loaned out for one game. They needed the big time. body. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And then um and then you stayed there for your last year. No, so that was your was that your last year as a junior? No. Yeah. Yeah, that was your last year and then you had a uh, so you got another a deal, I mean a contract with the with the men's league team again and then uh so now we're kind of rounding out here so this year new you're going back to your roots where you grew up in Sundsvall exactly kind of an interesting organization um uh I'm pretty impressed with 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 Sundsvall uh Thomas Stien Alexander Stien what's their role up there uh so uh Alexander Stein is uh, his uh, general manager for the men's team. Yeah. And then he has like uh, he does a lot of things, but that that's his role. Yeah. Uh, so is he is he originally he, from there? Is that why he's there or No, he's I don't actually really know where he's from, but I think his his wife is from here. So ah, I didn't know what the connection cuz Thomas yeah. dad played in Lexand before he turned pro and then he was primarily in in overseas and I think yeah. he may have actually been born in 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 the US and be a dual citizen but of course played many many years with uh, St. Louis and and uh it was interesting to see that he um uh, that he went back there but it's a it's a so Sundsvall uh, third point that I want to talk about: Timro versus Sundsvall. So not a lot of people. Timro is is just this little town, little suburb of Sundsvall. Exactly. But, but Timro is, uh, you know, has a lot bigger history when it comes to hockey and is an SHL team. So you're yeah, you're the you're the little brother from a hockey perspective. Timro is a little brother from a from a community standpoint yeah i would say they are little little brother in both ways <laughs> well timro is a is pretty impressive when it comes to to their hockey stuff but t- talk about the kind of the, 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 the you're you're in the middle of preseason now uh what's yeah. the expectations there with sunsval i mean I, I know they're 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 uh they got a pretty big push here to uh to to push up to Alsvenskan, right? Yeah, uh, we're a young team this year. I think our uh, average age is around twenty one, and we have a lot of guys born two thousand two, two thousand three. Some guys 
born oh four and then we have some guys uh, born in two thousand and our oldest guy is born ninety seven so it's a young team wow and a couple but, of guys from uh, uh, from Timro Lexan Feriestad so so I mean these guys are are J twenty national uh, yeah pedigree players that are coming up there so exactly. So I I think that we have a really good team, and as I said, a lot of young guys. But what I've seen so far in practices in the first game that we played, I think we we look really good so far, and I think that we could uh, could upset some teams this year. Yeah, and I know that that you know it's been. Um... Uh, they were in promotional play last year, so almost made it yeah. last year, and uh, and certainly reloading and uh, going for it this year. It, it's going to be fun to watch. Hokkietan uh, is such a, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't pay at all attention to Hokkietan. Never paid attention. I grew up in Lexan, so it's kind of yeah, you know, yeah. SA, elite setting or SHL is everything. And but there is a lot of. Um, there's a lot of great, great teams, you know, these smaller towns that have great hockey culture um, th- that has great uh, following. Um, who was it that was it Nibro that went up to Alsvenskan this year from Hokkietan? Yeah, and then Kalmar uh, got, got moved up to because Kijanstad had – Got relegated afterwards. Yeah. So, so I mean, I remember listening to another plug for uh, um, trash. I think it's trash talk, or I'm not sure which the the podcast is to talk about the hokietan. And I've, I I listen as much as I can, and they talk about uh, the fan following. So Nibru, who who was really pushing hard, had a probably the top fan following. So you're going to be uh, trying to do as a team, what they did last year and, and, and yeah. And it's, it's set up for a regular series. And then do you, what happens? Is there a, is there a, after Christmas, they, it, the funnel gets smaller. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's the do top it five teams. Yeah. yeah. I lost the name of it now. Uh, But I think it's it's it after Christmas. Yeah. Some some yeah, after Christmas, it's one uh, one series or it's two, uh, two series with uh, this year we're playing the the East Division in that right. series if if we get there, uh, and it's the top five teams from from our series and the top five from their series, and then the West play against the South. Yeah. It's it's and and I think that what that creates is competition, rivalries, uh, tough tough yeah, games, sure. and and every game counts. And then you yeah. get in playoffs, and it's it's just like Alsvenskan or SHL. It's it's really every game, every goal counts. So that's got to be fun to be part of. Yeah, for sure. All right. So here's the thing I want to. Since you are now, let's see, you're twenty. What are you? Twenty one. Twenty one. I've asked this question to many guests and I, and I'm, I'm interesting since you've had this experience with a lot of these different teams. Yeah. Let's say you met yourself 
but you're seven, you met yourself, but as a 17 year old, but you now have this experience that you've gone through uh, or yeah. 16, 17 year old, what would you tell yourself? What advice, since you've now been on this journey and have this experience, what, what would you tell yourself uh, sitting on the couch there and shooting the, shooting the crap and then saying, you know, here's some advice for you. Um, I think the only thing I would make different is uh, pay a little bit more attention to the cooking the first year I lived alone. That's that's all. What was Otherwise, I would here do... most of the time? Ke- kebab talrik. Yeah, sometimes that was it for sure, but uh, a lot of folikorv. Uh, <laughs> And that kinds of stuff. So uh, very nutritious. I think that would, yeah, that would that would been all. Otherwise, I would do do the same thing again. If I, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, you certainly have a unique, but you've been on this journey, and you're incredibly young for have experienced uh, so much, mostly ups, but also a few uh, setbacks and a few downs yeah. that has prepared for you. Sure. For- kind of where you are and uh, uh i would call you almost like a veteran almost coming out of out of juniors um do you do you consider yourself that way kind of i mean the last year my last year playing j20 with mr was it felt like i have i have played juniors for so many years uh, but yeah, I mean, like that year to get to play, like I think I played almost eighty games, and that's a lot in Sweden. I mean, usually you play like forty-five, fifty games, so that was really fun and a great experience to play that much as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, kind of veteran, but not, not really. Uh, no, you're a I'm very young. young. Young, experienced, young, very experienced, I would call, uh, uh, looking at, at at your history. So it's going to be interesting to get the other Philip Wieberg on to talk about yeah. about, about uh, his role. Last thing, though, we have an issue, a, a, a kind of a partnership with Target Aid where we're going to promote each uh, guest's uh, favorite organization, uh, or the, the team or your organization closest to your heart. Who do you, uh, if I was going to ask you that question, who's your, who's the club? Sundsvall uh, Hockey. Sundsvall. All right. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to give a big shout to Keda uh, Nilsson as well, the the perch fisherman of Sweden. Uh, tell him I said hello. I'm trying to get him on this I'll podcast. He's too busy fishing. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, uh, he'll he'll be he'll be uh, he'll be happy that you, you you gave that nod to the organizations. We'll put a so what we're going to do is we're going to give that a highlight on the, on the Target Aid website. We'll we'll help promote uh, and and that's just an initiative that we're doing for social social um, good reasons where we help the organizations with their fundraising efforts and stuff. So, so we'll help do our part with that as well. So Philip, thanks for jumping on. 
It's been fun. It's been educational. Thanks. I learned a lot about your journey and, uh, and hopefully the listeners can, can glean something from it and say, huh, that's kind of understanding. I can see uh, they should really go to the, the, the elite prospects when, when they listen to this and kind of look at your, your uh, history there and, and, and see a lot where you've been. So thanks for jumping yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks.